the NASA data shows something leaking out of Uranus. And You know, it's amazing of all the things that Chris and I talk about as we welcome you to this 484th edition of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. All the things that we talk about, I forgot to talk about the three things that I wanted to talk about in regard to improving Major League Baseball, besides blowing it up and off the map, but we'll get to that some other day. Uh, Again, we welcome you to this 484th episode of Unscripted. We are here. Hope all is well wherever you are listening today to Unscripted. And again, make sure you're washing your hands and social distancing, folks. I can't say that enough. Um, I got to tell you, though, um, I just washed my hands with some of the most delightful hand soap I've ever smelled. And I tried to describe it to my wife the other day to go out and buy it. Martina buys this unbelievable stuff. I love it. God, I could, that's just awesome. I got. I, I just got to steal it one day and <laughs> I'll buy you one and bring it back. Um This is our Freeform Friday edition, a great way to end another good week of shows here on Unscripted. Chris goes on to our Twitter account, finds out what people are speaking about, talking about, conversing about, bitching, griping, and complaining about. And uh, the ones that kind of pique Chris's interest, he brings it up, we talk about it, and we move on to the next topic. Having said that, I hand the control over of the uh, control of the program over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Flute. Thanks, Mike. All right. So, yeah, we always do this to end off the week. Go to our Twitter page, at UnscriptedMC. Please give us a follow there. We'd love it. We have about 1,500 followers, and we'd love to have more. We'd love to have you. So, yeah, please click the follow button. And also, if you ever want to see, even ahead of time, what we're going to be talking about, I like these tweets throughout the week, and I select from them at the end. So if you click on our liked tweets, you'll be able to see the ones that I'm looking at when I scroll through during this episode, and I pick which ones I really want to talk about at that moment. And of course, please click subscribe on any of our podcast directories that we are listed on, which of course are the big five there of Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Okay, getting to the like tweets here. We'll he start does with... that so much better than I do. <laughs> Jesus. He's always so modest. Uh, the Onion at the Onion, and this is about a state that you have driven through many, many, many times. Uh-oh, down and down, 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 okay. down. Yeah. if you're ready. All right, and The Onion says... Idaho governor orders state's restaurant to be closed down. Thank God. <laughs> There's a picture of Idaho's restaurant. There's an old diner. It looks yeah. like a bomb shelter. Great job. Well, ago, Gov. Um, I have driven through Idaho. Um, I've made mention of it many, many times. You go through Montana, Idaho, and then onto the Garden State of Utah before you finally get into Nevada and break free into uh, getting down to Las Vegas. 440 miles from Salt Lake City to Las Vegas, and it's 435 miles of the longest trip you'll ever take. But um, it is very unique. There's no question about it. Um, I think a lot of the contestants on the Jerry Springer show originate from the state of Idaho, and if I'm insulting anybody, do something about it. It is, <laughs> it is just the biggest... Uh, now, in fairness... Uh, I've been to Pocatello, Idaho. That's uh, Pocatello, Idaho, a lot. That's the halfway point. I mean, to the mile, it's the halfway point mm. between Calgary and 
Las Vegas. And so when we do drive down, a lot of times we try to make it to Pocatello um, because, again, it's the halfway point and it gives you a little bit of a break. And I've never had a problem in Pocatello, thank God. It's the home of Idaho State University. Um, but besides that, my experiences in Idaho, um, I can't wait to get into the state because the sooner I get in, the sooner I get out. Nice. Okay. This was interesting to me. Darren Rovell at Darren Rovell. StubHub updated their policy today. Instead of full refunds for canceled events, they changed it to a coupon worth 20% more than the value of the ticket. Uh, as pointed out by someone else, this is not only absurd, fans deserve their money back, it's unethical and likely illegal. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I, I hope, because I've read a lot of Darren Ravel's stuff over the years. He's a very good business writer for ESPN. And I haven't read this article. I'm hoping and I'm believing from what I've just heard that he's not supporting this, obviously. Um, but if that is the case moving forward, people are getting screwed. And that is not right. It doesn't leave the sports world in a good light. And uh, I'm very disappointed if, if that is true. Um, it, terrible. Terrible. And I, they're probably sitting there thinking, oh, we're so generous. We're giving you more than oh, your bullshit. money. 120%. No, huh? no they're not. No, they're, they're not. That's a screw job. And uh, please don't play along if you have tickets that need to be refunded for a professional sporting event. Uh, don't play along that way. You're getting screwed, folks. Yeah, the last time I went to a game, uh, my buddy Raheem and I, we went to the uh, the Flames Oilers Battle of Alberta on January 11th where uh, Cassian ragdolled Kachuk. We went yeah. there and we used a site called Fans First and uh, it was quite good. We used it and this is not a paid endorsement yet. Maybe Fans First, if you're listening, we'd be happy to endorse you. But I did really like your service. It was very good. And I like that they give you the price all in. And when I say all in, I mean every fee, every... Well, there aren't really fees, actually, but like every dollar tax, everything like what you see is literally what you pay. And so I, their I handling it. fee and everything is all taken care well, of. Well, it says no fees, actually. So I don't know how it all works. But uh, if there is anything, it's it's not really apparent. It's just but when you see a total, that's tax and everything. It's the dollar amount. You don't have to like, oh, I got $80 tickets, uh, two of them. And then all of a sudden you go to the checkout and it's 300 bucks. It's right. like, well... Yeah, so so I, I did like Fans First. It was a good experience on my first one. And Fan First, for a negotiable amount, we will talk about you all day long for a negotiable amount of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Something fair to both of us, of course. Mm-hmm, of course. Of course. Okay. We're all about fair here. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, more Kumbaya. From, <laughs> more from The Onion at The Onion. Kawhi Leonard misses second consecutive family game night citing load management. <laughs> I saw that the other day. Uh, that has become the buzzword. You know, and, and, and I, get, I think this is exclusive to the NBA. I really do. I don't see this in National Hockey League. I don't see this in other, you know, I certainly don't see load management in the NFL. This is something new and unique to the NBA, and I think we can thank the Toronto Raptors and uh, Kawhi Leonard for load management. But in the NBA, NBA vernacular, load management has become a term. And uh, I don't necessarily like it. Um, I think that you can load manage by the way that Mike Budenholzer was doing it in Milwaukee. Look at it this way, folks. Giannis Antetokounmpo was averaging 30 points per night. He was averaging about 12 boards a night and about eight uh, assists a night. And he's doing it in 32 minutes of game play a night. Why can't the Los Angeles Clippers and Doc Rivers do the same thing with Paul George and with Kawhi Leonard and all the other superstars they got out there? Uh, We've heard LeBron James talk about, I don't believe in load management. 
I'm there for the fans. LeBron is playing big minutes, heavy minutes at 35 years of age, and he has to. Because if LeBron is out of the lineup, they, they're they certainly not 49 and 14 if LeBron is out of the lineup for an extended period of time. So I think you can load manage without having to sit guys, you know, on the back to, you know, maybe the second of a back to back. Okay. Especially if they're traveling the night before I get that, but I think you can do what Budenholzer is doing in Milwaukee with Giannis and you can load manage, but still have the young man see the floor every night. Now, obviously every now and then they're going to take a couple days off. I get that, but load management has become the kind of the crying, the kind of the, uh, what is that? The theme song or the, or the, uh, uh, what is it when they has kind of become the rallying cry of the, of the sick and the worthless. I mean, come on guys, load management is a joke. You can do it. It's just, you don't have to be so apparent about it. Play them for play them like they do in the national hockey league, play them for a shift. I mean, I, I know you can't do it like you do it, but I mean, play them for a set amount of minutes and they're always stopping play in the NBA. Get him out. I think you can load manage within the game itself. Okay, that's fair. All right. And as we said before, that's better for the fans as well. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, the internet, this was all over the internet, but this is a dumb question for me. Actually, I'm going to do two about money here. Essentially, the question is, would you fight Mike Tyson for $2,500? Would I? Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I have I had the great pleasure and I have a lot more respect than people think I would for Mike Tyson. It goes back to an episode back in um, 1997 or 8. I think it was 97. I think it was around there. I was still in the radio business, and I was at a place on Industrial Road in Las Vegas, a, a gym called The Sporting House. And I was on my bike doing my workout when I really did, was diligent about workouts, like Chris is now. I was then. I'm not anymore. But um, I was on my bike doing my workout, and I was at the very far end, just listening to my music, and I get a tap on the shoulder. And I really, to this day, thought it was either my dad or my wife to pick me up and tell me we got to go. And here it is, Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson, that was his bike. It was how he started his, his workout every day at that same locale. I just happened to be using it. He asked me very nicely if I would move. And I said, for you, champ, I'd do it damn near anything. But fighting him for $2,500, no way in hell am I fighting Mike Tyson because even at his worst, he's kicking the hell out of me. Um, If he can take out in his prime an Olympic gold medalist by the name of Michael Spinks, if he can take out Mike Spinks in 91 seconds, guess what he can do to Mike Jansen? In I a lot know. less than 91 seconds. I saw him shadow boxing the other day and it like it looked I'm, fabulous. Yeah, it looked fast and powerful yeah. still. Like it's scary. Yeah. So you almost wonder. I saw what you're talking about. And I'm I'm not I, I don't throw this out there just for the hell to throw it out there, but I saw him look like it was 1989 again when he was shadow boxing there on the video that I saw. He looked like he was back in 1989. And the first thing into my sick mind was, is Tyson coming back? Yeah, he's not coming he's back. He's not coming but, back, but I'm telling you, folks, he looked fabulous in you, that video. You don't want to street fight him, though. That's God, yeah, <laughs> you're losing. Yeah, so that's not nearly enough money at all. I mean, if you give me a billion dollars, I'll fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> but um, this one was ridiculous. I, 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 this is so dumb, this one. So 680 The Fan at 680 The Fan essentially is asking, would you make it so you could never drink alcohol again for $3 billion? 
Like, yes, fuck yes. I'll I'll stop drinking forever for three billion dollars. Who wouldn't? Hey, listen, um, we've Who talked wouldn't? many times about myself and Ryan Hall, good buddy of the show, who I respect a lot. And this is your daily shout out, Ryan, and say hi to Nicole, the class member of the act. Um, sort of like Judy is in my life, uh, the class end of the act. Um, but I got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I used to have, and I drinking was a very important part of my life. No question about it. It, it, my social life revolved around it. My work life revolved around it because I'm going to be honest with you folks. I'm not, I'm not uh showboating here. I'm not name dropping, but when you go to a Super Bowl, you're not there just to get sound and sound bites. You're there to enjoy the NFL party on Friday night. You're there to enjoy another NFL party on Saturday night. And you're there to enjoy the after party on Sunday night. It is a drunk fest is the Super Bowl. And the same thing with all the, all the big sporting events just become one, just huge, massive party. And so, yes, there was a lot of drinking involved. And yes, I have some parties that if I could remember them, I think you'd be impressed. But um, for $3 million, no, three $3 billion, billion, I'd give up pretty much anything for $3 billion. $3 billion. Is, like, is there serious? Other than someone who doesn't need the money at all, like, and is old or something, like Warren Buffett or, Mike, or Bill Gates Steve or something. Steve Ballmer. Yeah, like whatever. They don't, it doesn't matter to them. Just throw it on the pile. But other than that, like, is there anybody who wouldn't give up drinking for $3 billion? If there is, like, as someone on the internet said, you need to call AA immediately. I was just going to say, you better be... If somebody needs to... Uh, continue drinking and giving up the possibility of getting $3 billion, they better be making a first-class ticket to the Betty Ford Clinic right now because wow. you've got a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Holy moly. Okay, uh, Futurism at Futurism had a good headline here. and This is based on a real fact, but they still had fun with the headline that says, NASA data shows something leaking out of Uranus. And... <laughs> And, and and the funny thing is, it's it's some sort of gas, which makes it even better. There's gas leaking out of Uranus. How do you feel about that? <laughs> All the time. As you get older, it yeah. becomes more frequent, too, let yeah, me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I shouldn't share this, but I'm going to anyway. I <laughs> oh, shouldn't. No. <laughs> I shouldn't. I have a big soaker tub in my bathroom, in my ensuite. And you bath. like to make bubbles in it? Well, it has it has bubbles in it. No, but you make the bubbles. But yourself. I make the bubbles in it. And the other day, both both uh, Jenna and my wife both said to me. Uh, one said Mike, and the other one said Dad. Uh, Dad, you already have bubbles in that machine, or you have an engine in that machine. You don't need to create your own. Um, it's amazing how gassy you become. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is too much for some people, but it's the honest to God truth. When you get to your mid fifties. And all the medications that I'm now obviously taking to help me uh, that I don't have another heart attack. It's amazing how gassy I have become over the years. <laughs> um, and I, and you know, when I was, and I took it as a great pride up to 52 when I had the heart attack that I was not on one medication. Mm. Now, because of at 52, I had the heart attack. I am on blood pressure, blood pressure medication. I'm on cholesterol medication. I'm on some other blue pill and that I take every day. It's part of my life now. And uh, I'm just going to end it right there because I've gone deeper really than I wanted to since I brought in my soaker tub. But I enjoy that so soaker tub. But yes, there are some gases out of, out of my Uranus and there's not a damn thing I can do about it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's just life. And um, 
I am on a strict diet. I do watch what I eat, but because of the medications, um, that is part of the aftershocks, let's just say. That's fun. Okay. No, really, it's not, <laughs> but... Um, uh, okay, you don't need to comment on this one. I just like that the Onion at the Onion said, a woman working from home instinctively tries to steal tampons from own bathroom. <laughs> and I just, I like that one. Anyway, as someone who one time, yes. one time when I worked at Gold's Gym... I had to go into the women's, like after it was closed and everything, I had to go into the women's bathroom and clean up or something. I forget why. But um, yeah, women aren't that, uh, well, uh, they're not naturally that pretty, apparently. They have well, to do a lot of work in there. You know, this is funny. I just, um, real quick, I um, I thought we trained our daughter Olivia better than this. <laughs> but I got to be honest. She was home, came back home in October, as you know, just went back at the end of January back to where she wants to be, which is in Kamloops, British Columbia with her boyfriend, Tyler. And I do want to send out a, a, a quick shout out to uh, Tyler's father, Art Cousineau. Uh, I've met Art only once, but I had a great day with him. Um, we had lunch and uh, then went to a baseball game in the Kamloops area. And uh, I really enjoyed my day with Art Cousineau. Art's going through some uh, really pretty heavy health issues right now. And I just want to send out my thoughts and prayers to Art that, um, you know, I, I don't know the grand scope of everything, but my thoughts and prayers are with you, Art. And if you hear this or Tyler hears this, uh, Tyler, please send uh, my best wishes uh, to your father. Um, very tough time. But when Olivia left and we were going through the bomb shelter that became my basement there for a while, now, we're all back up to where we're supposed to be, thanks to all the contractors. And uh, I'm not going to thank my insurance company. That was like dealing with, you know, idiots. But uh, thanks to the contractors, everything is back up to normal now in my basement. And it's really good. But I got to tell you, going back to the cleanliness thing, my daughter took up residence in my basement. And there's a, there's a, um, there's a, uh, a suite down there. And there's a um, bathroom down there. And, and, um, I got the inevitable chore of cleaning the bathroom after Olivia left this time. And all I'm going to say is that um, the, the rent that you don't know you're being charged yet for all the boxes that are still in my basement, I'm adding a cleaning charge after cleaning your bathroom because it was disgusting. And uh, I really thought that, uh, you know, because you and Martina are very clean people. I feel very comfortable in your home. I wouldn't if I was, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't comfortable. And I think the same in my house, Judy keeps a very nice clean house and I help a little bit because I'm just that way. But, um, my daughter, Olivia was not the little princess that I thought she was. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But I was surprised how disgusting that bathroom was. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So, uh, get up ESPN at get up ESPN said that Adam Schefter is proposing that the NFL draft be extended to a full week doing one round per night. Basically it's the Hanukkah of NFL drafts. I, I heard that. And I think that's a hell of an idea. Yeah, I really do. I mean, we are in dire need of, of sports programming right now. We had become, I mean, we, we're all junkies. I mean, if you're listening to this sports podcast and we certainly hope that you are, um, you are a certified sports junkie because I know Chris and I are sports junkies, maybe in different sports, but to have sports taken away during this um, coronavirus pandemic has been just 
uh, it's been debilitating. I mean, I have found myself, oh my God, reading, um, doing a lot of different things, playing cards, because I can't watch boring, regular television programming. It sucks. Um, I just can't do it. So, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say, except I think that uh, Mr. Michigan's idea of taking all seven rounds and a round a day is a great idea. I would fully endorse that. I'd look forward to it. And, you know, the sad thing is we would have, they would have record numbers, I believe, watching round seven because the sports junkies out there like me are desperate for some sports programming right about now. Yeah, they sure are. All right. Oh, we got a lot of onion today. Holy moly. The onion at the onion. Pope Francis urges priests to refrain from molesting children over coronavirus fears. Well, you know what? Um, I'm not getting into that because <laughs> my father was my father was an altar boy uh, when he was young, and I believe that there was some indiscretions, but I'm not getting into that. But I will say this, is that it's... I find it... I don't know what the word is. I, I guess the word might be... If they're still wanting, I, I don't think that they, and I don't know, have there been official shutdowns of churches? I don't know. But if you're trying to keep crowds congregating of more than 50 people and you want to keep it down under 50 people, a church isn't the place then to be ultimately because that's usually more than 50 people. So I would imagine, now I know that there have been some advertisements uh, for online Catholic masses because I'm Catholic. Not a practicing one, but I'm a Catholic, and I know that television stations are showing a live uh, Sunday masses for Catholics on Sunday. But I, again, there's one thing you have to think about: if we're shutting down sporting events, you got to be shutting down God's collection plate on Sunday yep. because if that's a group of more than fifty people, that's a no-no in this day and age that we're living in. And Alberta has now updated it. I believe yesterday. Now it's no crowd, no groups larger than fifteen people. Now, see, there we go. And it's it's going to get down to ten. It's going to get down to five, and pretty soon they're going to say you and I can't get together. Yeah. So um, when we get into full lockdown mode, and I think that's coming, folks, because you want to put an end to this as we try to what is that again? They say level the flatten the curve. flatten the curve. That's what we're trying to do here is flatten the curve. And I think I think truly that Canada is because I I did hear this week that they're now thinking about closing the borders provincially even. Oh wow. And uh, so that means that Chris couldn't get to Saskatchewan if he wanted I don't to. Know how you do that? We, we, I don't. Well, you you probably sit RMCP RCMP guys right at the border. Yeah, there's so many random well, little I, roads, well, I, and there's understood. no checkpoints. I mean, listen, the U.S. Canadian border might be closed right now, but if you needed to get over, you could get over. Hmm. Oh, please! I mean, it might be the longest or the biggest. Uh, longest undefended longest border in the undefended world. border in the world but i'm telling you there's ways that you could get over but it at if least you there's had checkpoints to. at least they have like stuff there like you drive into saskatchewan any road you take there's nothing at any border right yeah right yeah. there's nothing so all right i think if you were desperate sorry but if you were desperate enough to get through you could get through mm -hmm. i really believe that mm -hmm. okay mm. oh yeah i got a story real quick sure um I don't know what border this was, but just recently, you know, last week when they officially shut down the U.S. border, there was a Canadian guy, and I don't, again, I don't know what border or what 
Did he go over at Detroit? Did he go over at Sweetgrass? Did he go over in BC? I don't know. But a guy went over to drink in the U.S. <laughs> because it's cheaper to drink in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. So this guy went over to drink in the U.S. And he calls his wife at about 10 minutes to midnight and says, Honey, I'm hammered. Come pick me up. So she was about to go from Canada on the Canadian on the Canadian side. She had gotten in her car, started driving down to the border to go pick up her husband on the U.S. side. And the guy on the Canadian border, because it had gone past midnight now, the guy on the Canadian border says, ma'am, where are you going? Uh, my husband goes to the other side because it's cheaper to drink in the United States. And I'm going because he's hammered. I'm, I'm going to go into the States and pick him up and bring him back home. The guy says, ma'am, you can't do that. The borders, as of 12 o'clock midnight, have become closed. The only thing getting through are essential personnel, meaning food, supplies, that kind of stuff. Well, this is essential. I got to go pick up my husband. The guy, the, the border guy goes, ma'am, I cannot allow you to do that. The border has been shut on both sides, Canadian and U.S. side. He says, the guy is going to have to walk home. So sure enough, the guy walked to the border. Somehow he got over because the, the next day the story, the story was updated and the guy got home. But the woman, the wife had to sit on the Canadian side and wait till his drunken ass husband walked over the border and made it back into Canada. And then she drove him home. Wow. The guy sounds like a moron. Well, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. That's, that's fun, though. All right. Uh, Eric Stangel. I don't know how you say his name, whatever. At same name. Uh, what sports moment broke your heart the worst? I'll quickly give mine. Mine was uh, the Oilers uh, with that Cinderella run. And, you know, with Rolison, we would have easily beat Carolina. And then we barely lose in game seven after our backup goalie, UC Markin, even shuts them out for nothing in game six. Yeah. Uh, that was. That was really, really sad. That, I can't believe that that all happened. So very unlucky for the Oilers after an amazing, memorable run that still gave us the whole crowd singing the anthem. And uh, it was just an amazing, amazing run. And I'll never forget that. And so that was really sad. I would have to say the, I would have to say the 2015 um, NCAA basketball tournament run by the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, in 14, we made it to the Final Four and lost to Kentucky on a last-second shot in the national semifinal game. So then when Wisconsin battles all the way back and makes it to the final four again in 15, and that was the team that Kentucky with Carl Anthony Towns, and they had about three or four potential NBA draftees on that roster. And Wisconsin gets them back in the national semifinal game at the final four in Indianapolis. Wisconsin goes on and uh, upsets that 38-0 Kentucky team, and then you think it's anticlimactic after beating Kentucky, but then the heartbreaker had to have been the following Monday night to lose to Duke in the national championship game after beating the undefeated Kentucky Wildcats who are, came into that game 38-0, and Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin was favored to win the national championship, but they screwed the pooch against uh, Duke and uh, lost. And um, Grayson Allen, probably don't even remember that name. Grayson Allen was the star that night. He had a bit of a cup of coffee, cup of coffee in the NBA, I believe, with the Utah Jazz, but he hasn't made a mark in the NBA. But that night, he was Superman and led Duke to another national championship and denied the University of Wisconsin their first national championship since in basketball since 1941. So that was my heartbreak right there, yeah, for sure. Okay. 
All right. And uh, we already talked about the Texans. I just wanted to say I just grabbed one of the cryptic Deshaun Watson tweets here at Deshaun Watson. It must be a rap or something. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of here clean. Can't even keep track of who plays for the other team. Iconic duo is rip and split at the seams. Oh, oh so he's not happy. God. He's not happy. He's not happy. He he's wants not, out. He wants out. He wants out. He wants yeah. out. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's gone at some point. I, 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 I don't know. Do they have a de facto general manager in Houston or is it just Bill O'Brien? It's just Bill O'Brien. Uh, like the owner is now the son of Bob McNair. Right, correct. And he's, and not, he's the, he must be like Jerry's, Jerry's kids. Yeah. So, limp dicks. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, and then last tweet I wanted to get to today End off with more onion. We've had a lot of it today. It's great. Uh, I, I thought you might appreciate this with all your, you know, I think some of your experience would have seen some pretty shitty landlords in your time oh, and, and just your personal life too, as we all have. But I like this one. And even the picture of the guy that they have here is it's perfect. Coronavirus forces landlord to cut back on taking care of building from one to zero hours a week. (laughs) Yeah, I have seen some unbelievable landlords. And unfortunately, by marriage, I'm related to some really greasy landlords. (laughs) Um, And I'll just leave that between the two of us. Um, But... (laughs) Um, yes, I have seen some unbelievable poor landlording. It's cor- it sort of becomes a new term, slumlords. I saw some unbelievable, you know, during the residential leasing group days when I met mm-hmm. you and and buildings that we'd over, we'd take over and be hired to clean the building up, and uh, it was disgusting. Calgary Clean this last year for that little bit of time with Calgary Clean in some of the equal opportunity housing in in um, Forest Lawn. Oh my God! Um, uh, human feces in mm-hmm. the in the hallways. I mean, and I'm not going to go much more than that. It was just disgusting, and um, uh, I feel sorry for the people that have to live in those establishments. But if they're living rent free, why don't they at least maintain them? I don't understand all that, and uh, I don't try to understand it. But yes, I have seen some very bad landlording going on, and um, I just I I can't. In this day and age, I can't believe that people would allow themselves to live like that, but obviously they do. And if their landlord doesn't care, well, then who's going to police it? We've got a run on this, uh, what, 484th episode of Unscripted. We thank you very much, as always, for participating. And just again, um, I just want to echo what Chris asked early at the beginning of the show real quick. I find myself kind of... Am I going too much and am I inundating here? But there is some real importance with this, folks. And, and it, if it wasn't important, Chris nor I would be talking about it as much as we have. But we certainly would truly help. Uh, we're soliciting your help in boosting our subscription numbers of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. If you can go to our five subscription social media avenues, which are iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, if you could go to one of those, and just, you know, one-stop one shopping. Just click. If you like the show, if you would please subscribe, that would really do wonders to our numbers. Um, I have been very lax in this, and I apologize. I should have been better at this and was tuned up by a so-called expert this week that said, Mike, this is not the radio business. This is the podcasting business. It's a little bit different, and you are not doing what you need to be doing. So this is what, according to this so-called legend in his own mind, 
And I only mean that with love, Michael. But um, I am trying to be a little bit more diligent about this. We would appreciate it if you'd go to our Patreon page and you can certainly subscribe there, throw us a few bucks. That would be great. Chris took the time to put different categories of different kind of monetary uh, contributions uh, to the Patreon page in regard to Unscripted with Mike and Chris. But ultimately, again, if you could go on to those five different avenues, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, and just click on the subscribe button, um, that would mean a great deal to Chris and I as we try to, uh, you know, the goal originally, as Chris has stated many times, was a thousand episodes. With this completed episode, we are now 16 episodes away from being halfway to our goal. And we would like to see the half, you know, the, the second half getting to our goal of a thousand being much more prosperous, if you will, in regard to episodes 500 through 1000. And um, we need your help. And we'd appreciate it if you would take the time to click on the subscription. I mean, that's the easiest thing. And there's no monetary no monetary uh, contribution is needed to click on our subscription. Is it just like a check mark or something? You, that just, they you can... just click the subscription button. That's yeah, subscribe. that's all you do. Click on it. Yeah, that's that's it. all you do. No money. And that would help our numbers. And we'd appreciate it greatly. That's enough. I'm done. We've got to run on this 484th episode of Unscripted. As always, we want to thank you for participating. And certainly now more than ever, hope that you continue to do so. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.